0: What is up, Ames Community College? That's you people. All
1: oh, you fine people out what there. What do you right? mean by you
0: people? All you people that are getting your education on this very, very foggy day. It is super foggy out. Oh, I'm just saying. Last time uh, I saw a fog mm. in a movie, there was a virus going around and people were dying. I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but yeah. So I'm pretty sure this is the sign, guys. So everybody, let's lock the doors and make some s'mores. You know, I don't think there were zombies in this movie.
1: Well, then it was probably a bad movie.
0: It probably was because I don't remember the name of the movie.
1: There's not zombies or superheroes. I mean, what's the point of watching it?
0: Sir, this is 100% true. So, what's up? What's up? What's up with it?
1: All right. So, on today's show is the last show before the Spring s- Break. No, Super Bowl. Different S. Oh. Before I bet. Super Sunday coming up. Huge game, obviously. One of the biggest sporting events in America, if not the biggest sporting event in America. And it's borderline, you know, a national holiday. Like, a lot of places legitly close down because it's just not profitable for them to be open during the Super Bowl.
0: I mean, to be fair, it's on a Sunday, so most businesses are
1: closed on Sundays. I'm talking about, like, restaurants and stuff. Really? Really? Name one restaurant. The restaurant I work at is closing because of the Super Bowl.
0: Oh. Okay. Well, point taken. <laughs> I hear there's a bunch of village inns. Closing in Aurora.
1: Was Ban- that a joke?
0: Yeah, bankruptcy.
1: Oh, since when is bankruptcy funny?
0: Well, since it's Village Inn.
1: Oh! Uh, 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 this
0: is what you get when you overprice your food. It's all, all about saying. that IHOP. Dude, I, I got to be real with you. IHOP is probably the greatest place besides Denny's.
1: I'm not a big I'm not a big breakfast person.
0: I'm so very I, big on breakfast, like I would eat it three meals a day every day 365. But let's let's call a spade a spade, man. Okay. If you're going to I like to, the diamonds better. Sometimes. I'm, I'm Clubs are cool. Uh, spades and hearts because they're literally the same thing upside down. <laughs> but Let's be real here. If you're going to make breakfast, you got to make sure it's on point. And that's what, that's what IHOP does. Never-ending pancakes for $6.99. Come on now. You can't beat that. But you go to Village Inn, what? You want a you wanna little crepe? A little thin pancake?
1: I actually like crepes. Spell crepes. C-R-E-P-E. Exactly. You don't
0: even know how to spell.
1: That's actually what I get if I go to IHOP if I actually do breakfast as I do crepes. But what I Seriously? like about IHOP is I can get a burger for breakfast instead. It's true. I can get like their true. their jalapeno burger there. That's actually pretty good, especially for like a breakfast place.
0: Are they are they still like known as the International House of Burgers or is that like a little
1: I think that was like a promotional, promotional stunt thing. kind of thing. Okay.
0: Cuz I have yet to get a burger from IHOP. It's always either Eggs, bacon, sausage, hash browns, and pancakes. Or I take out the pancakes and add on strawberry French toast. Or I just get chicken fried steak and eggs.
1: Chicken fried steak is good.
0: Have you ever had a breakfast burrito with country gravy on it?
1: No, because I'm not a gravy fan. Oh.
0: I've had that a couple times. It's pretty legit.
1: I prefer, like, chili, like a green chili on it.
0: See, I do too. But I was introduced to... uh, Oh what was it called There was a place In Colorado Springs That gave you the option To put in green chili or Country gravy on your breakfast burritos And I tried it And it was probably the greatest Thing that has ever touched my mouth What's up big dog But yeah And then You know speaking of food You go to like Gunther 2 Don't know what that is it's like a it's like a sixties diner. There there's a couple of them. There's one in Springs. There's one here in uh Thornton. Uh yeah, that's about all I know. But yeah, you can get your French fries smothered with country gravy with some cheese on it. Those are called Elvis fries. Mm. Pretty legit. Anyway, enough about food. Continue with the preview of today's show.
1: Um, Well, a lot of uh, uh, not Broncos, there's a little bit to talk about the Broncos, uh, just because we officially hired our quarterbacks coach and probably have the oldest, uh, oldest offensive coaching staff in the league now.
0: Now, do you think they still will show up for the early bird special?
1: Back to food.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, See, man, I can't wait till I reach 65. So I can get that senior citizen discount and just show up and eat at like 5 p.m.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say no.
0: Well, then what's the point of getting old?
1: Um, That way you can have look distinguished with your white hairs. Have you not seen my hair? I
0: have gray hairs, man.
1: I uh, I really thought that Just for Men was working for you.
0: See, it was, and then I stopped taking it.
1: Well, sounds like your own fault then.
0: Actually, I will accept this. I will accept this, my dear sir.
1: Oh, so Phil will be in today, so we'll probably touch on some nuggets. Another little piece of nugget news that I didn't even know about until Eddie filled me in.
0: Yes, that is that uh, number 24...
1: Don't even tell him Don't even tell him It's called a tease (laughs) It's called a tease I
0: don't have to like Keep that up do I No because then you just
1: get known as a tease Oh gotcha You don't want to be known as a tease You just want to tease a little Keep them them on more You know what sir that makes
0: 110% sense You know it also makes sense
1: Oh, uh, something else that makes sense is there is another trade rumor around the Colorado Rockies that might, that could be them trying to finally make sense. It might make the most sense of anything I've heard so far. I
0: swear to all that is holy in radio, and that is Rick Dees and Casey Kasem, if you bring up Arenado. In this discussion of a trade, I will quit. I will
1: walk out and never return until after the break. Well, we're about to go to break, and A's going to be filling out some job applications now.
0: E.M.P. show Right. Back.
1: At you. Holla at you boys What's up, how y'all doing out there? Getting some coffee? Yeah? Alright And some breakfast burritos? You know I skipped that today oh. What I about skipped- a bagel? <laughs> you- Ooh, jalapeno cheddar bagel with jalapeno cream cheese Y'all should try that, that is delicious
0: It's on point It's
1: delicious It's what I usually get but I-, I-, I skipped it this morning and I was like, oh, too many carbs I'm gonna go straight to my butt Well, yeah, yeah. We we all showed up today just to talk about my butt, I thought. I believe it's referred to as my humps. My lovely lady lumps. Check it out. All right, well, there is a new rumor out there about Nolan Arenado. Teased it before the break. And of all the ones that I've heard revolving. He's pregnant. No, no, no. Of all the ones I've heard around Arenado, this one's the one that makes the most sense Uh, because Chris Bryant with the Chicago Cubs, him and his club have not been seen eye-to-eye through arbitration, and that relationship may not be mendable either. So you could trade Nolan Arenado for another all-star third baseman in Chris Bryant. The rumors are that it'd be a one for one trade. I would hope that it would, you know, we could get another relief pitcher out of it because you're talking about the best third baseman of our generation and one of the best third basemen ever in Nolan Arenado. I mean, Chris Bryant is an all star dude. She's nodding. She's nodding. Really, really talented. Yeah, gr- green. Yeah, <laughs> green. And really talented, but not close to being on the level of Arenado. Now, some of the pluses of this, though, is Chris Bryant is more versatile in position play. He can go out to the outfield. He has the range for that, and he can play out there, which if we wanted to do that, it would open up to put McMahon over at third base, which was his natural position coming up through uh the minors have Daniel Murphy at first and uh Rogers at second. And then that gives us a really an outstanding group of outfielders with Charlie Blackman, David Dahl, and then Chris Bryant. So as far as what has actually, you know, been put out there of potential trades involving Nolan Arenado, this has been my favorite one. I still would much rather that we mend the fences with Nolan Arenado then trade him because I I again Chris Bryant great baseball player not close to the level of Nolan
2: Arenado Word Hey baseball guys you wanna talk some baseball or what
0: okay so reading Reading some reports on on the old Google, Google, yeah, it does show that trading Arenado for how do you say his last name Bryant
1: Bryant 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 Bryant, Bryant. Bryant. Chris Bryant like Chris Bryant. that is like, like Kobe a,
0: Bryant but Chris Bryant
1: yes because I've
0: noticed like some people pronounce that that name differently like the T is silent so it's just Bryant I have
1: never seen that. No, not with there actually being a T in the name. No, I got a guy at the
0: gym that his last name is spelt the same way, but it's Brian. The
1: maybe silent. it's weird. Maybe he just doesn't know how to pronounce his own name.
0: Okay, anyway. So if, if we're swapping third baseman for third baseman, two things come into play. Number one, how long do we get him for? Which, if I'm reading correctly, he becomes a free agent in two years.
1: So basically the same amount of time that we currently would have Arenado, assuming Arenado opts out.
0: Right, which would be 2021, 20, 22?
1: After the 2021 season.
0: Okay. So we'll basically be in the same predicament, the same, the same pickle, okay? But what's this coming at as far as a cost? Because obviously the Rockies are going to have to pick up some sort of amount of Arenado's contract if he goes to the Cubs, and what is that looking like?
1: Well, as far as cost goes, I mean, we'd probably be we probably wouldn't be coming out ahead cost wise because, well, rumors are is that we would take some of Arenado's contract in this trade, and then we'd have to turn around and sign Bryant to whatever his arbitration deal ends up being as well. Uh, one of the pluses, though, if you want to look at, it, is currently it would seem that it's more likely to be able to sign and actually keep Bryant long term. Okay. Just with the relationship with Arenado currently, the thought there is that you know Bryant comes here, he puts up some you know outstanding offensive numbers because he's he's a good bat, he is a really good bat, and he comes here, gets whatever aid you want to say that you know. Playing at altitude gives you, and you know, it's like wow, I can put up these kind of numbers. Maybe I want to play out the rest of my career here, what have you? Because also age wise, I believe they're about, I believe they're the same age, really.
0: So let, let's go ahead and look at the, let's look at the stats. Okay, right. overall, who has better? Batting average. That's what I want to look at, and let's look at who has the better glove.
1: Better glove, hands down, is Arenado. Like that's okay. not even really all that close.
2: Now I, I got the glove, huh?
1: I mean, he he's good defensively, but Arenado is the, the man, the master. Arenado, Arenado the like all time great baseball players, talk about Arenado being the best defensive third baseman ever. Period. So saying that Bro- that Arenado is better than Bryant defensively is not necessarily an indictment on Chris Bryant. It's just that Arenado is that damn good.
0: Right. And, and I'm not going to, in any way, shape, or form, try to degrade Arenado on his defense. Right. No. He was phenomenal. But how consistent was Arenado when it came to hitting?
1: He he was not um that, great in the playoffs.
0: That's what I'm concerned about. That it, was dude, it, it. just wasn't was rough. the playoffs. There was there was times throughout the regular season where he was going through, you know, a month, two months slump right there.
1: But if I'm gonna be honest, I would take I would take his defense, and for me that more than makes up for what he does offense. Like what little slumps he has, because he's still Great offensively His career batting average is
0: 295
1: Okay Bryant Bryant, Click over to the other screen Is 284 So Arenado has a better career batting average Um, Actually since I have this up Bryant is 28 And 26 days 28 years and 26 days years old And Arenado is 28 And 289 Days old So, basically the same age. Um, As far as RBIs go, Arenado is at 734, where Bryant is only at 403. Stolen bases, Bryant does have the advantage. But home runs, 227 for Arenado to, why did you not click for me? Only 138 for Chris Bryant. So, offensively, Arenado is better as well.
0: Now, if, if we were to make a clean trade one for one, is there anything else that we would be looking for with with trading Aaron out of the Cubs?
1: Like that I would want in return? Yeah. I I want a relief pitcher. Who? Um who who would you want from the Cubs
0: to make to make a final. You're 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 sitting in a meeting with uh I don't want to say his first name because we're on the air. But, you know, with with Montfort, you know. And uh <laughs> Good old egg. Uh man. I, I love that name. I'd i I would rock that name all day long. But you're you're sitting in there with with Jeff too and and talking with the like, all right, man, you pack your bags, pop smoke. We just got Bryant and we got who? Tick tock, tick tock.
1: Well, you were supposed to buy me more time. This is not working.
0: So we're sitting in the office. We're drinking our our iced tea or our delicious coffee from the coffee cart. Eating our jalapeno bagels with jalapeno cream cheese. Eating goldfish as well.
1: All right, so a couple names that I would be interested in. Craig Kimball, I believe, is still on the Cubs. He's been a long-time... Really good relief pitcher. He has had stints as a closer, so he's he has that experience. If something, you know, if for some reason Wade Davis does not bounce back this year, which I have full confidence he will, we have somebody else who has experience in relief roles. Another name is Pedro Strump. He has a cannon of an arm, and. If you're looking at what what um, people tend to think works here at altitude is when you can just plain throw the ball past somebody. It's when you're trying to throw those breaking balls that the altitude and the thinness of the air, that's where that comes into effect is on the break on your ball. So somebody like Strope that is a you know cannon arm off of the mound, he would interest me. Just... In a perfect world, I'd want both. I would think we'd only be able to get one though, and I would probably prefer Kimbrel, but Strope would be an intriguing. They also have Tyler Chatwood there. We could uh, bring Chatty Box back. Now, what?
0: I'm trying to think, I can phrase this. Because I I want to I want to look at it not as a Rocky fan, not as an Arenado fan. I want to look at it as as a business move. Would it be easier for Dick Montfort just to to call Jeff and be like, "Yo, bro, you're done."
1: I think that's step one here. I mean, to me, Arenado has done more for this franchise than. Brightage, because how how long has he been with the Rockies? Brightage, oh, too long. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah, he's been around since Tulawitzki, so he's been around at least five years. So he's, I, so I, he's I, been around for a minute. Yeah, okay. Granted, we did have back to back playoff runs under Brightage,
0: but I mean that that's really not his doing. No, that's that's Arenado. That that's Blackman. That story. You know, that's even back then that was, was Ottavino and you, you you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Lemayhew. It it's because of those guys. It's because of the actual players. So why not just keep your good players, make them happy, and make changes in the
1: front office? That's what, like I said, that in my opinion, that's what step one is here. Get rid of Brightage, like because what what kind of how, how much is. How much is
0: uh is Bright-ish making? That that's what I want to know. How much does Bridge make a year? And who can we get to take that spot for a much cheaper check? You know what I mean? I'm sure you can you can find somebody college level to come in and and take over Bridich's spot and be happy with half of what Bradditch was making.
1: I mean I mean, it's a, it's a sweeping statement, but you could put me in there and probably be able to do a better job than what Breidich has done. At the Fair. very least, I would not alienate one of the all-time greats and the best Rocky of your entire existence and alienate him.
0: I, I can't concur with that because at the end of the day, it comes down to who are the fans paying to see? The Rockies play, right? They're not yep. paying to see Brydich hang out in his office and eat bonbons. No.
1: Yeah, so, and this would also be a move, getting back to, like, the actual move. If you were able to pull off a trade for Bryant, um, even if it's just Bryant, ideally I'd want Bryant and Kimbrel. But at least you can kind of save face as an organization because you're bringing in another all-star player you're bringing in another recognizable dude
0: i will 100 percent concur to that
1: all right guys we're gonna take a small break come back
0: and uh dive into some more sports you're listening to the emp show only on ames student radio
1: Everybody, that song means but one thing. We are going to be getting into some Denver Nuggets talk here. And um, Eddie actually was breaking some news to me earlier.
0: That's right. I was breaking the news as I was breaking some eggs.
1: Yes. And um, you know what? I made him tease it. He teased it. Now I'm going to let him just blow it out. So Denver Nuggets star number 24
0: Mason Plumlee has decided to trade in number 24 in exchange for number seven in his way of honoring Kobe Bryant, who recently passed away on Sunday. And it's one of those mixed feelings. Because you have some players who are doing the same. Transitioning from either 24 to a different number or going from a different number to 24. So it's it's really one of those, I guess you could say, kind of like like personal judgment things on what you see as being a Better way to kind of honor somebody, but you also have some teams like the Dallas Mavericks, who are retiring number twenty four, so nobody can wear it.
2: So, what are your guys' thoughts?
0: Let's get let's get Phil first.
2: Yeah, I got a cool question. Who's turning? Who's going to
0: twenty four? Uh, Give me one second. I will find that one more time because I saw it this morning.
1: Well, I know um, Trey Young threw on the number eight for a while. Yeah. I I don't think that was a permanent move, but. Yeah. He uh, did throw on the number eight for a uh, bit. For, I don't know,
2: at least one game. I don't know if he did it for two games or not, but who knows. Uh, Just, you know, cool way to show tribute. It sounds like they all want to kind of slowly get the uh, 24 number retired, which is cool or whatever. I mean, it's not that big a deal to me. I don't think this is much of a story yeah, I mean like I like I think I touched on on Tuesday,
1: I understand wanting to honor Kobe Bryant. but I feel like you know, the Dallas Mavericks in particular with them retiring of the number, um, is maybe this is me being cynical, but I feel like that could be either just being caught up in the moment of you know, the, the moment of the loss and the emotion of that. And if you want to be super cynical, you can also make the argument I this could just be a publicity thing.
2: Publicity for who?
1: For the Mavericks. Trying to get, because, um, you know, they're getting headlines for the thing. Uh, they're people who are hardcore, big-time Kobe fans become more of a Mavericks fan. Due to something like this,
2: I oh, don't know, man. It seems like kind of a reach, <laughs> but, but I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't, I don't think they're trying to. um think this is just guys showing respect to Kobe Bryant. I mean, Kobe, okay, so hell, Kobe's the guy who outscored their team in three quarters. So I did
0: misread it. Nobody was changing to it. One person is trying to keep his number. Yeah, I, I know Elise, Elise Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so nice. I I seen that on Facebook, and and somebody worded it differently
1: what do you mean he's trying to keep his number
0: because he's always worn number 24 and said he wants to keep wearing the number as a tribute to brian right yeah.
1: what who does he play for
0: pacers. uh pacers
1: so are the pacers trying to retire that number i haven't Two?
2: heard anything about the pacers trying to retire that number
1: yeah i, I don't yeah. have anything on it. it's just
0: saying that not every nba player who currently wears number 24 is looking to change their numbers right Indiana Pacers forward, Elise Johnson, who wears number 24 in honor of Bryant, said he wanted to keep the number as a tribute. Right.
2: Which is like, that's more the normal way to do it, honestly. That's what, I mean, it's like so many players got 23s because they wanted to be like Mike, honor Mike, all that stuff. LeBron James. So I yeah, feel even like LeBron started with 2 3. Right.
1: I feel like that's a better way to honor it in a, matter, in a lot of ways.
2: I think, I know the Heat retired Michael Jordan's number. Really? There may have been another team that retired it, too, but I know the Heat retired Michael Jordan's number. I yeah. did not know that. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That's why MJ, I mean, that's why LeBron switched to six or whatever when he went down there, whatever number he was.
1: That's yeah. why he went to six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My, my thing is,
0: is if you're going to wear number 24, wear number 23, you have to live up to that number, right? Especially if you're trying to honor somebody, which take, for example, LeBron James. Can you say he's living up to number 23? Sure. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. yeah. Now, for other people that are wanting to keep Kobe Bryant's number 24, should they be held in the, the same perspective
2: of? of? No, man, that's weird. Alice, Alice Johnson sucks. Like, that's not really a, a thing. Hey, man, if you wear that number, you got to be the third best player in the league. Nah, no, that's not really. Well, no, you, you should at least be. Good? Good. Yeah. Like how many points a game did you average if you're gonna wear that, if you're gonna wear that number? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that's what I would see that.
2: Uh, oh, it doesn't bother me, man. It doesn't really bother me either way. I think if like if the move, like whatever the movement's trying to do, like you know, you can see the the teams have kind of got together, not really got together, but they've been like copying each other, right? We're gonna we're gonna leave two seats open tonight. Um, we're gonna do the eight second violation and the twenty fourth. Like just gonna go with what everybody else is doing. I wouldn't want to be the person who's like. No, I'm gonna do the opposite with everybody else. Like, you right. know, like if everyone's doing the move, just just slide in there, bro. So you're a do follower. It. Gotcha. Yeah, follow right into that. You don't want to be that guy if
0: if everybody else in the NBA is doing the 24 second violation, you just take your shot. I'm gonna go ahead and take a shot, run yeah. It off.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's because it just yeah. yeah. I'm the only one holding
1: on the ball man. for 23.8 seconds. Then I'm gonna shoot it. Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: a little goofy. Yeah, I ended up like Kobe or something.
1: <laughs> Which um one one. One player said that they did that. Uh who was that? Who what? So a player um did like a game-winning shot. Now I can't remember it, man. He did like a game-winning shot earlier this week and he, in the post-game interview, he said when he shot it up, he said Kobe.
2: Like Oh, I didn't I didn't see that one. I missed that one. I mean, you know, everybody, a lot of people are doing some stuff, man. I have I have I can't keep up with everybody, but yeah. I, that but, sounds right. But
1: somebody like um Johnson, who was it? Some Johnson? A Johnson? Elise, yeah. Elise yeah. Johnson. I mean, for him, he's always worn 20. like it's a part of his basket, like his basketball life is. Mm-hmm. He's always worn twenty four. So I hope he doesn't get any negative backlash from fans or other players. Even
2: oh, it's coming. Sorry, I'm, he's already gotten it. He's already gotten it.
1: That's just unfortunate. Yeah, that is just really unfortunate. Anyways, um, this all started time about Mason Plumlee, uh, who actually I don't even know if he's so, yeah. What number did he switch to? Seven? Is that right. what you're yes. saying? Number seven seven, seven.
2: seven. seven. What did that, did that number represent something for him? Or no, really?
0: he he's, he's just moving, moving to that number, like to so he'll seven. be he'll be wearing that number when he comes back from. Also, oh, I feel like Mason injury. Plumlee's
1: worn different numbers at a lot because he's been around to a couple, few different teams, and I feel like he's for him he's worn. A few different numbers through his career, I feel like.
2: Yeah, probably so. Uh, seven's not the worst number. Seven, seven's not the who's the number. best
1: seven you can ever you couldn't you tell, tell you could John not, Elway couldn't yeah okay could not, in basketball yeah 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 oh, it's my. not a popular
2: number for sure in hoops for sure it's definitely not you could go like one through five Kobe had eight but really nobody had eight before Kobe nobody's really nine you know seven eight nine to kind of sleep and ten is cool nobody's really who's eleven is anybody eleven Trey Young. Trey, all right. So Trey's gonna bring eleven. Eleven's not bad, actually. That double one isn't too bad. Double nickel is a sexy number. Fifty-five. Jason Williams. Mutombo. Mutombo. It's just a sexy number. Can't tell you. Can't tell you why. No, no, no. I'm just saying there. There
0: was this really handsome guy that used to wear number seventeen in basketball, and number seventeen in baseball. Trying to think what his name is. Oh, it was me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Is your baseball number? Yeah. Seventeen.
0: Baseball number and number seventeen in basketball.
2: Oh uh, well, seventeen. I'm trying to number.
1: emulate yourself after
0: Brock What What's 17 mean to you? Uh it's kind of weird. But for some weird reason, I ended up being the seventeenth cousin in my generation. All right. I was seventeenth on my graduation list
3: hmm.
0: in middle school. I was also the seventeenth player on my middle school football team. Oh, wait, wait, wait! How do you decide you were the seventeenth? Yeah, <laughs> how do you say you were the seventeenth? Because when it went down alphabetically on the roster, oh, I was oh, literally okay. the seventeenth player.
1: Okay, you were the seventeenth alphabetically. Yeah,
2: yeah. gotcha. You, Your S S is already down here at seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Fort Lupton, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on now. All right, interesting. Now, what number did you wear,
2: Phil? I wore like several different, um, but you know, if it came to hoops, again, one through five was clean for me, and then like ten. I think I had ten. Did I have ten in my senior year. I forgot what number I was, but you know, one through five. Ten, I didn't really uh, put like much. You you didn't have like a number in, that nah, like meant nah, some nah, to nah, you. Nah, nothing like that. But you said for basketball, what other sport? Uh, then football. You know, you had to kind of wear a corner number. You had to wear a corner receiver type number, really, which is mid twenties, and then they really don't care. If you were in eighties in like high, high school, school, no. Yeah, but you, mainly I, I probably went. It's probably mid twenties. Every high school, it's just like don't wear school. a lineman number if you're on offense. Basically, yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I was 24 at one. I think I was 24 and 25. Just chose it's, numbers it's, at random, really though. Yeah, because they. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no really. I'm trying to think of how we even got our numbers. I think we did choose the numbers, but yeah, nothing really. No, no special number for me. Interesting you.
1: Well, I only played football. Um, I was fifty-two for a good chunk of time because I was an offensive lineman. And then uh, I tried when they ordered new jerseys. I tried to order forty-nine, and so they ordered forty-nine. I never got to wear it though because they're like, "You're not a tight end. You're a lineman. You're you're the you're the offensive tackle. You're not the tight end. Just, just you're sir. the big guy."
2: I think Ray Lewis made fifty-two a great number, didn't he?
1: Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis, yeah,
2: fifty-two, yeah, I think fifty-two is clean. Because also two play some clean. backer, a, clear, no, a clean number,
1: yeah. Also, it's kind of like they're almost like mirror images of each other. Five and two makes it kind of fun. Yeah, why I also like yeah.
2: twenty-five. I think I, one year when I was playing like like little league, I was Steve Atwater. I was twenty-seven. Yeah. So so let's touch on
0: Steve Atwater real quick, okay? Hey. Do you foresee him getting in the Hall of Fame?
2: Well, Deion Sanders says too many people getting in, but uh oh yeah, Deion Sanders he's darn Hall of Fame. Wait 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 yeah yeah, but hold wait is he getting? I don't know man. It's been so many years. I, I think, I think eventually probably so. Eventually he probably gets in, but
1: because who are the three the three safeties there up are Palomalu, John Lynch, he's in. He's in. He's and Steve Atwater. I think are the three big. Oh, Hall of those famers. three? So the
2: other two are definitely getting in. Like Palomalu deserves it. Lynch Why? Because he used to have long hair. That boy used to put the work on out there, boy. She's got that beautiful water, Troy Palomalu type hair. Um, yeah, so she <laughs> hasn't. And then you have the uh... – oh, John Lynch is getting in because, you know, he's he's John Lynch. Then you got um – What is he? Is he the GM for the 49ers? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Also, I Also, white safety. He's getting in. He's getting in. Um, he's got a point. Yeah, um, so you're if you ben. white, you Ben Affleck, and you're in safety, like you playing a skill position, bro. It's hard not to get you in there. Um, so then you got uh, Steve Atwater. I don't know, man, because there's other two them getting in. I'm telling- <laughs> I, I think
1: you'll. I think it should be Lynch and Atwater. Palomalu, wait.
2: I think. I, I think. Atwater,
1: I think Atwater had a better career than Palomalu Palomalu's career was somewhat shortened. It was it, he did not have an overly long career. Um, Atwater, two Super Bowls. I, I think Palomalu was only on one of the Steelers Super Bowl rosters. Man,
2: Palomalu was probably the best player on the roster. Like Palomalu at one point was probably a top four or five player in the league.
1: But you're talking about overall career. You're not talking about who had a best single who was the best
2: player for one year. Did he win deep at all? I don't know. I mean, I, I think Troy's probably getting in number over all those guys. I think Troy's number one. I thought Troy was a is an easy answer. Oh, John Lynch. Uh, Troy's, yeah, I feel like Troy's a better football player than both those guys. I
1: don't know. John Lynch had the better career. Like, Palomalu's career is a relatively small sample size when you're talking about, like, NFL careers. As far as, like, when he truly had... Um,
2: whip up the map. Palomalo, you're bringing up the uh the cat water or you're bringing up the uh, the Lynch. All I know is this Yeah, we're getting into it, gentlemen. This uh <laughs> Audience. this keyboard and mouse
1: that we got from the TA is not very good. So, I got John Lynch, is that who I'm supposed to have? Yeah.
2: All right. I have John Lynch up. All right. What you got in there for me? I mean, I mean me Pro Bowls John Lynch head up. Oh.
1: Man, for other sports, they have like their Career accolades right here.
2: Dun dun dun. Pro football reference. Do do. So, that's what I'm on.
1: I'm
2: seeing 32 interceptions for this boy, Troy Polamalu. Hold on, sir. Let All right, me, me interceptions.
1: Figure- there's 26 for John Lynch.
3: How
0: many interceptions
1: for Palomalu?
0: 36. 36. Okay, so. 32. Excuse me. Wow. 26
1: for John Lynch. Atwater has 24. Uh, Sacks, John Lynch had 13.
2: 12 for Palomalu. Hold on here. Hold on here.
1: Where's his accolades? I want to know how many pro Atwater had uh, five. All right. Um. How many years did
2: Palomalu play? Oh, this is this is what we need right here, the the Hall of Fame monitor. I'm looking at ninety six point seven three here for Troy Palomalu. They got the same thing. They use the same uh, whatever reference here. They use it for hoops too. Um, yeah, get back in that pro football. I I really right. feel like there's no way he's not getting in here, especially this time.
1: I don't. Um. But this is his first time, which is part of why I feel like it should be Atwater over Palomalu, because I Atwater's eligibility. I think it, is this his last season?
2: I was going to ask about that.
1: Did I, they, I think they this do it is, like
2: baseball, where you only get a certain amount of tries. Yeah, I want to say
1: because the old um, linebacker for the Broncos when they were doing the doing the um, like all-time or the legacy Hall of Fame. Al guys— no, no, no. We're talking about like Orange Crush. Ian Gold. <laughs> we're oh, talking God. about like Orange Crush linebacker. DJ Williams. Oh, my Classic times
2: with those. Th- oh yes, yeah. but um, especially Al Wilson, man. That was a short, short prime for him because he was nasty there for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember who the name you're talking about there for Orange Crush.
1: Yeah, he, but they were doing like the legacy uh, Pro Bowl or Hall of Fame. Sorry, but
2: But I think we do all agree that all three of them are like skilled enough to get in. Like I think Dolph, Dolph all three of them deserve to get in. Yeah. It's just kind of a yeah. All right. So, let me, so while we're looking at stats and stuff, let's also talk about the Deion Sanders thing. do you think about how do you feel about that? His 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 statement was basically hey, it's too many of y'all getting in. It's supposed to be game changes only. How do you feel about that?
1: Oh, nine Pro Bowls, that's what it was for John Lynch. Um I can definitely see a point with him though. I mean, especially when you're look, because his whole point, I feel like, was that when you're talking about the Hall of Fame, if you are a Hall of Fame Hall of Fame player, you should have changed the sport. You should have had a lasting impact on what the sport is, and I actually totally get that.
2: Um, so I don't necessarily agree with the change the sport thing because if you're changing the sport, there's only like four guys you know what I mean, that are going to change the sport. But I feel like if you have an impact, you know, when you, you had impact every game you was out there, you had impact every season, like, that's like that's Hall of Fame worthy. Like, more than just an impact. But, like, change, like, to me, changing the game, like, I don't feel like Kobe changed the game. You know what I mean? I feel like Jordan changed the game and Steph changed the game. I'm not sure LeBron changed the game. That's kind of how I feel about Hall of Fame in, in general. So, yeah, yeah.
1: I get that. But, like, um, but. It, so, you know, so you're talking about changing the game. Yeah, being like true just, just game that changers. As, okay. I mean because you could throw like Lawrence Taylor was a game changer. He right. he had a definitely definitely long lasting impact on the game. Pain Manning so much
2: of one. yeah right Peyton yeah and I don't he, even think Brady changed the game. I don't like I don't feel like he changed the game. That,
1: that's a good point there because he didn't necessarily change the game, but there's no doubt in my mind he's a Hall of Fame I mean, player. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, it, I don't know, it's one of those fine fine lines of when it comes down to it, who the actual player is, if they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame or not.
1: If you're getting into Hall of Fame, though, it's also, if you kind of tying it back to this whole safety argument, you need to be able to look at the era in which they are playing, because you look at Palomalu, for instance, in comparison to Atwater, Palomalu played in a lot more pass-happy of an era. Granted, just more or less at the beginning of when the league started really going pass-happy. Right. So the opportunities and the type of impact a safety had on the game during Palomalu's time as opposed to Atwater's time, greatly different. You even look at some like Steve Largent was is a Hall of Fame receiver for the young, Seahawks young back in the day but you put his numbers for instance up against um let's say Stefan Diggs who I wouldn't argue is a hall of fame player at this point of his career but Stephon Diggs I don't have his stuff numbers up in front of me but probably has right. his,
2: uh, his yards all, yeah. all his counting numbers going to be are going to be so much better just because they are because of the era they're yeah, playing yeah, right 100% yeah i don't i mean like yeah again again we all agree that all three of them are deserving throughout their career to get in mm-hmm. but it's you said that so th- NFL doesn't do it this way, where you only have a certain amount of like bites at yeah, the apple. I you only believe have so. Because yeah. I, I found out, I knew that was real with baseball. Um, and and eight Pro Bowls for Palomalu. You I, said nine. I, for, yeah,
1: and I can see what you're saying about Palomalu and 100 deserving of being a Hall of Fame player. But I think when you're looking at, you know, Atwater, he is a Hall of Fame player. And Palomalu has more time left to get into the Hall of Fame than than Atwater.
2: Oh, no, man. 2010 defensive player of the year, Troy Palomalu. He was nasty, man. He was. Oh, I mean, all, he was. All, all three of these was. cats were nasty, dog. All three of these cats were nasty. I mean, you know, and me rooting for the Broncos, I've been trying to get Atwater and Terrell Davis in there for forever, man. It seems like all we got Charles is, is
1: Terrell um, That's another interesting um, case study because Terrell Davis. One of the few running backs to have a two thousand yard rushing season. Yeah. Terrell Davis, huge part of our back to back Super Bowl wins. He's the
2: best player on that team.
1: But he short career.
2: Yeah, my that's and that's that seems to be the only issue that they're talking about, right? Seems like to be seems to be the only block for him not getting in. It's maybe what was it, four years? Or like was it was it four? Uh just kind of the dominant four?
1: I think he had four dominant years, and I think he kind of tried to hold on for a little bit longer. Right. Um, this said, he had a career from '95 to 2001,
2: so six so six total years there. Yeah. That that is that is a real small career when you really six is six is short, man.
1: And the la- really four years, because his last three years games played four. 5 8.
2: So how many of them were so okay? so what years are we talking about were dominant then? 3 So
1: in 95 he had a 1000 yard rushing season. Okay, 95. 96, 1500 yard rushing season. He's getting better. 97, 17 hard r- yard rushing season. Yeah, and then t- 2000 or 98, 2000 yard rushing season. And then after that hurt, right? 200, 200, 700.
2: So when, is, when does he get hurt? In the early
1: 99? had have been early 99 cuz he only played 99. 4 games in 99.
2: I don't know, man. You look at the numbers like that, but I mean, you get thousand, fifteen, seventeen, two. Because
1: you're talking about f- f- ignoring those last three years because they they weren't good years. You're talking about a four year career is a four year. Because then you look at CJ, two K. He also had a two thousand yard rushing season.
2: Yeah, not 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 nearly as good as TD. I, I wouldn't love
1: CJ, but nah. I wouldn't argue that. But if you're not a, you know. Obviously kind of biased Broncos fan, but if you're not a Broncos fan, you could look at them almost in kind of the same in the same stratosphere as the argument for Terrell Davis is his two thousand yard season, and then you also have this other guy, two thousand yard season. What what why is CJ two K not in conversation for a Hall of Fame?
2: Right. 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 Um Yeah. You know these things get tricky. So many, so many players out there. So many running backs. I'm kind of looking through the running backs now, and that that are in. Got some of these names like I, you know, I don't know anything about Lenny Moore. Got Ollie Matson in here. I don't know anything about Ollie Matson. Floyd Little. No, but yeah, that's one yeah, of our Floyd running backs. Little. That's one Floyd of our little. running backs. Hey, yeah. Floyd Little there.
1: Whew. All right. Um, let's take a little break here, and then. We are still without Jamal Murray and still without Paul Millsap, and we have a big stretch of games coming up here before the All-Star break. Want to get your opinion on the state of the Nuggets heading heading into this home stretch here. Here on AIM Student Radio, home of your EMP Sports Show. Well, we kind of ended up getting sidetracked a little bit in that last segment, starting off talking about the Nuggets and then into the Hall of Fame, really. It'd be like that. But want to dive back in there real quick because a crucial stretch is coming up for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they have, I want to say, four game, five games left, something like that, before the All Star break. Um got Utah, Utah, Milwaukee, back to back starting tonight. Detroit, Portland, uh, Portland, Utah, back to back Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And then um Phoenix, San Antonio, and the, oh it's a lot more than five games. A lot, the Lakers are the last game before the All-Star rate. But we are still without two to three of our Better players. Two of the three, two th- two the three guys that are in our rotation regularly. Two starters when you're talking about Millsap and Murray. And then of course without Plumley. We touched on him a little bit earlier. Regardless of what number he play he's wearing. We're still without him. Game tonight, huge, as uh my friend Eddie over there was pointing out. We are currently tied with the Utah Jazz for third in the Western Conference, but have the tiebreaker with them because of divisional record. So playing tonight is a big time game. We are one game behind the Clippers as well, which we don't really have much of an impact on that right now, but all right, you
0: know, enough sugarcoating it enough, enough, enough. Here's what needs to happen. And mean, Phil back me up on this. Sacramento plays the Clippers tonight. Sacramento is going to own the Clippers, give them their 15th loss. Nuggets are going to demolish the Jazz. And we're going to be tied for a second.
1: This is a huge back-to-back, though, when you're talking about the Jazz and the Bucks, I mean, the Jazz is obviously a bigger game. For him considering it's a conference game But how do you see the the Nuggets, I mean they're still third in the West, how do you see them being able to Keep afloat still Without their You know, second best Player on the team when you're talking about Jamal Murray And then also factor in Paul Millsap Huge couple games against the
2: Jazz. Yeah man, it's a great opportunity for uh, The backups to show what They can do, man. That's, That's all this is. Next man Up, right? Like we say in football you got uh you got MPJ, you got Barton out there, you still got uh B's, like you still got talent out there. Um, you know, get a great chance to see what we can do. Jokic versus Giannis, I'm looking forward to. And then uh obviously tonight, uh, Jokic usually has his way with Gobert, even though Gobert's really damn good. But uh, you know, big game. Tied sec tied for third? Third. Tied for yes. Tied for third. Same uh record. one game behind the clips for second. For second. There you go. Um so We're sitting in a pretty good spot here, man. I didn't realize the Clippers had caught fire like that, but here they go from fifth to second. But you know, it's tight. It's tight in the West, man. Every game is tight. They're not
0: catching fire. Let's call it that. They're not
2: catching fire. Are are they even catching fire? What's what's their record in the last ten? Eight and two. I mean, they're eight and two in the last ten. So They're they're pretty
1: hot. That's that's (laughs) kind of catching fire there. Uh,
2: Yeah, they're pretty hot. But no, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be good chance for these are test. games. Hi, Dave. These good uh good test games, right? Like you know, we play the Hawks, win or lose. Like you know, you're a better team than them. Playing the Bucks. Yeah, we're playing these are, these are these are test games, man. Time to show what we can do. Even though we're short. I'm going to show what you can do, man.
0: Here's like, the thing. Okay, here's the thing. The only reason the Clippers have passed us in the rankings right now by and might I say they have one game more in the win column and one less game in the losing column. But because of that,
1: one game ahead.
0: But because of that. Okay. And I break it down like that because not everybody knows out there. Okay? So I break it down that way. But the only reason for that is because of the injuries that we have had. The injuries that we have sustained. Okay? Once we get our players back, once we get Murray back, we get Plumley back, we get Millsat back, we get our out, out outstanding water boy back. Because the water boy has been out too. He's had the flu. Okay? Once we get him back, Everything's gonna change. Everything.
1: All right. Well, I Clippers have been without Kawhi Leonard for periods of time this season. With cares? Without Paul, Paul George story. For periods it of time. It doesn't matter. Of the season.
0: Who cares? We are without three to four of our best players. Correct.
1: Uh right now, yes.
0: Just say yes. That's all you gotta say is yes. It's gonna change.
1: I'm just saying it's yeah. not like the Clippers have not been dealt when Denver injuries. beats <laughs> injuries.
0: when Denver beats the Jazz tonight, and then when we beat the Bucks the next game. The Bu- with, oh. with with our oh. yeah yeah I'm calling right now. The 41 and six Bucks are going to lose to Denver. MPJ is going to rain down threes. Barton is dunking. Duncan. Like he's going from half court and Duncan, nice fantasy land, Wancho, He he's stuffing. He's he's the Kevin with Tumbo now. Okay. Then we
1: go to All Star break. Everybody comes back nice and healthy, and we just keep on rolling. Now I do agree. I think the Nuggets are going to win tonight against the Jazz. I with especially without Plumlee and Millsap inside. I don't know that we're going to be, have enough to beat the Bucks tomorrow night, especially on the second night of a back-to-back.
0: In all fairness, we should have beaten – who we who was it? The Grizzlies we played? Yes. Yeah, we should have beaten the Grizzlies. Didn't happen. So in all fairness, I, I can't be real with you and be like, yeah, it's a for sure win against the Jazz. But it should be.
1: The, we also tend to play up to our competition, so playing the Jazz is – in some ways, a better matchup than playing the Grizzlies when you look at how the Nuggets play.
2: Very true. Very, very true. Will we hit any jump shots, gentlemen? Will we make jump shots? The guy who's
1: been shooting very well and has kind of stepped up when the absence of so many people, MPJ, you mentioned, had a bad shooting night. Well, really, everybody had a bad shooting night. But MPJ... MPJ had a... Bad shooting night against the Grizzlies.
0: Yeah,
2: Th- this is true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, it's a rookie, man. You can't expect all your rookies to be. I mean, you can't expect your rookie at all to be. You know, to be Michael Jordan in his first, uh, his first try at the apple. But uh, he's been our most consistent shooter. He's been our, no, he, he's been our most consistent sh- shooter. Basically, um, he needs more time. That's all I can say. I mean, One- he, just needs, he needs more time. All the fans want to see it. I'm ready to see it.
1: One plus from these injuries, if you want to take anything besides MPJ kind of stepping up with the more minutes and really showing what he can do with consistent minutes, is Jeremy Grant, in particular in this last game, kind of seems like he's hit his stride as a Denver Nugget, more or less. Uh, Six for nine against the Memphis Grizzlies from beyond the arc. Now, I know he's not going to keep up that kind of clip, but it definitely seems like he's found his groove offensively. Fitting in with this Nugget squad when he's been able to play more minutes with the absence
2: of Millsap and Plumley. Yeah, man. Just gotta watch out for the kid's health, you know. You know, a little back problems he'd be going through or whatever. Uh, a little time in the weight room should help that out, you know. Some, and maybe, some icy maybe, hot. maybe some yoga, some icy hot, some Bengay. Gay, you know. You know, whatever they gotta use to keep that back loose. Keep that joker, that joker, that jumper stroking.
1: You're just thinking about
2: Joker.
0: You know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man.
2: Joker's cut stride.
0: That that yoga, that's that's pretty legit. Don't, don't sleep on yoga. It's gonna make you tough. It's gonna make you flexible. So, so you know, I I would definitely look. imply that he gets some yoga in his life. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Now sliding on over to the. Roommate of the Nuggets The Colorado Avalanche Are finally going to be playing hockey again Come Saturday Sir, sir, don't don't you dare start talking about the Avalanche right now it's Don't you dare it talk about Oh, you're that. not an Avalanche fan? Do you not like the Avalanche? Hockey talk Hockey talk Your Colorado
2: Dun, dun, dun! What have we been up to lately, gentlemen? Nothing. They have not played
1: since February 20th.
0: All-Star game, right? (laughs) Yes, All-Star break. January 20th, not February 20th. 20th. Come Come on, guys, get it together.
1: Okay, at the top here, it says February 2020, and I don't know why when I'm looking (laughs) at January. All right, January 20th. (laughs) But their first, their next game is February 1st. So that's, that's 11 days. Without hockey for you your know Colorado what? Avalanche. It doesn't matter. Because before we went to the All-Star break,
0: we slapped around the Red Wings at home. Because why? Because the Red Wings suck.
1: suck. They legitimately do. That's not just, you know, rivalry talk there. They're legitimately one of the worst teams in the NHL this season. But we finally return to action, finally return to action against the Flyers, a team that we beat 3-1 to one back on December 11th, wrap up our season series against the Philadelphia Flyers, Colorado Avalanche currently hold the second seed in the Central, uh, really tied for second most points in the entire NHL. At 62, with a game in hand over Dallas, really want to keep a buffer there, considering Dallas swept us uh, in the season series. Yes, I don't know what it is about them, but it still gives me nightmares.
0: It's okay, stuff happens, man. Which stuff means happens?
1: I would so much like to catch up to St. Louis and take them over for that one seat in the central.
0: The Blues, and mind you, St. Louis does have a two-game advantage on us.
1: Yes. So if we win, let's let's say we win the two games to get us back to even on games played, we'd only be four points back from them in the standings. That's this many. He's holding up four fingers for those of you who cannot see. Four fingers! So it is awesome to get back into the stride of things. Do you worry at all about the elongated break? A little bit.
0: Okay. I I'm not happy with it. But it could always be worse. It could be hey, after this long break that we've had, our first game back is against, you know, St. Louis. Which which it's not, it's against the Flyers. But that would be a a huge cause for concern. But being that it is against the Flyers, I just see it as we may be a little bit slow coming out of the first period, but after that, it, it's back to business as usual.
1: Now, this game also means a lot to the Flyers. They are currently two or one point out of a wild card position in the East. So, with a if they were to win Saturday, they could put themselves into the playoff picture. So, a huge game for the Flyers as well.
0: They're they're gonna be in the playoff picture. It's just not gonna come with a victory on Saturday. They're gonna lose.
1: I'm just saying it means a lot to him. This this is not a this it's not a game where the way means it means more to the abs than the, it does to the Phils.
0: The way you said it kind of implied that they have a chance to win. They don't. They don't. Unless they come out and score eight goals in the first period, they have no shot of winning this game. A little overconfident, but okay. Oh do you, you want me to tell you why? Why? Because McCarr is gonna come out and lay people out. That's why.
1: That's not Makar's game.
0: It's changed.
1: Oh, it's changed. She I eat.
0: talked to him this morning. Yeah, we went to Starbucks, and we talked about it. And Kale McCarr was like, yo, Eddie, I listen to the EMP show every morning. How can I fix my game? I was like, dude, like legit, man, just, you got to hit people more. Lay them out. And he took that to heart. He was like, Eddie, th- this is probably the greatest conversation I've ever had. So you watch. He is gonna lay some people out.
1: They are returning to action, and I, you know, I'd love to see McCarr lay some people out. I would, I would. I'm not, not necessarily. I think he can lay some people out. I don't know that. Oh, he's, he's he such, can and he will. He's such a great offensive puck handler. To try to change your game that much, I don't think would be in his best interest. But we do play. The Flyers finally came back in action and then have two more days off after that before taking on the Sabres in Tuesday of next week. Tuesday and also in February, we have two back to backs in the month of February. Yeah, uh, well, are they are? I'm sorry, three. They play the Blue Jackets and the Wild eighth and the ninth, the Ducks and the Kings 21st, 22nd. And Hurricanes, Predators, 28th, 29th. Three back-to-backs in the month of February.
0: I mean, if you look at that, man, before we play the Blue Jackets and the Wild, we actually play the Senators on Thursday. We get a day, basically, to travel and get used to the surroundings. And then we play the Blue Jackets, followed by the Wild. That's, uh, Yeah. That's not good. But that's all right. That's all right.
1: Both of our games against Ottawa are... This uh, this month actually, we play our entire series against the Senators in one month. But I digress. I am super excited to finally have some hockey back to watch. Some, and some not avalanche. only is
0: it hockey on Saturday, but we have hockey going down tomorrow night, Saturday and Sunday at the Greeley Ice House. Oh yeah, Pee Wee hockey? No, oh, Junior hockey. The Northern Colorado Eagles are back in action finally after a long, long break. Was it an all-star break? It was not. They actually um, had a they had the uh uh I'm trying to think that that showcase going down in Vegas in early December, which right after that, they had Christmas break. They recently got back into hockey last weekend, but unfortunately It was in Utah, or not Utah, it was in uh, Kansas. But it's still good because we swept them. And now we're back at the Greeley Greeley Ice House tomorrow, Friday, 8.30 p.m., Saturday at 3 p.m., and Sunday at 12 p.m. God, I love hockey. I heard Dave loves hockey, too. Dave, you love hockey? He loves hockey.
1: He, He looks like a goalie to me. Dave used to play hockey.
2: He's. That makes sense. I can dig that too, man. Crown.
0: <laughs> Crown, my friend Dave. You're listening to AIM Student Radio,
3: home
0: of the EMP show.
3: <laughs>
1: Right,
2: what y'all got here for me, huh? Super Bowl bets? Yes, we will
1: be getting into that this hour. Don't go anywhere. We got per- we got sheets of prop bets in front of us.
2: Get your papers here. Get your peppers. I'm oh, gonna break this down, Mike. I'm gonna let you lead the way here.
1: Well, first off, we talked about the matchup between the. Chiefs offense against the 49ers defense on Tuesday.
0: Denver Broncos by 10 Super to, Bowl champs.
1: Today, want to talk about the other side a little more. The, the 49ers offense against that, you know, rising Chiefs defense down the stretch of the season.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Nobody cares.
1: Yes, nobody I, cares yes about that. a lot of people nobody. do
0: care. You know what people do care about? What? They care about Kyle Shanahan winning the Super Bowl. So him and his dad are the first father-son duo to win the Super Bowl. People care about that, too. But how People they care about, care about that about is the matchups line. going story on. Line. People also care about that story the first right female there. coach on the 49ers mm. staff to not only be the first female coach to be in the Super Bowl, but to be the first female coach to win the Super Bowl. Man,
2: give her a uh, clapping hands right there. Hit that. I, Hit that. I got you. I got you. Let's this for you right here, Shorty. Hey, good. Congrats on being the first. Uh, they really
1: got into it out
2: there.
0: I don't care male you or female. Me. That is a huge accomplishment to be able to be on the coaching staff to go to the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, she's
1: on those uh, Microsoft Surface commercials. She is. So she's has a budding acting career, too. And she, she used to play football when she was she younger. She ain't acting, though. <laughs> that, that's all her. But for real, props, though.
0: I can't remember yeah. what her name is, but props, that's that's a huge accomplishment that I know myself. And 99.8% of the world and country will never do. So, huge congrats.
1: Yes, I totally agree with you on that. But the matchup here is the 49ers against the Chiefs. It's a matchup of teams on the field. Right. I mean, definitely have an interest in Shanahan because of Mike Shanahan, what he did here, Big have an interest Mark. in him making it and winning the Super Bowl. But in this matchup between these two teams, you were talking about a the best rushing attack in the in, – well, them and the Ravens. You can make an argument, one or the other. But one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL – in the 49ers going up against the Kansas City Chiefs defense that came on strong down the stretch but mostly in the passing game huge holes still in their rush defense when it comes to the Chiefs to touch on a little bit the 49ers okay in this this season they had 3 backs go over 500 yards how many 3 backs how many 3 So they had Tavon Coleman with 544, Raheem Morsert ended up with 772 yards, and Breda got off to the hot start early, kind of fell off, but he had 623 yards rushing this season.
2: Shout out to Mike Shanahan's son. Kyle Shanahan.
1: Jimmy... uh, A lot was made of this offense so far in this playoffs because they relied very, very, very heavily on their run game. I'd make the argument they relied so heavily on the run game because they did not need to pass. They were in control of both games they played so far this season. They did not need to throw to catch up. They they did not need to throw to score, really considering, you know, you had four rushing touchdowns in these games, not to mention the defensive touchdowns that they scored. Jimmy Garoppolo ended up with only 27 pass attempts so far in this postseason. But you look at what he did during the regular season, okay? During the regular season, he had nearly 4,000 yards passing, 3,978 yards passing with 27 touchdowns. So he passed the ball. He was proficient passing the ball. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a a Tom Brady. Well, that was a bad example for this season. But he wasn't a Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. But he was very good throwing the ball, and they were very good throwing the ball as a team. Talking about receiving yards, you had George Kittle go over 1,000 yards. He was really their only thousand yard receiver because you had Emmanuel Sanders with 502. He's really good, but
2: he's lost a step here, but you know George Kittle was a, a game changer, complete yes. game
1: changer. And then Debo Samuel had 802 yards. He's Man, there, that boy
2: Debo is nasty out yes. there. Yes. And they found you play a, football like a running back, receiver running back. And he's tackles, catching the football, scoring <laughs> touchdowns with it. And he's uh
1: he they find ways to involve him in this. In their offense in a lot of ways they do reverses with them because in addition to that he has 159 rushing yards on the season uh 14 attempts and he he's another guy that kind of really came on in the second half of the season they did not really utilize him nearly the same way to start off the 2019 season
2: right he's a rookie i believe he's so. a many rookie yeah one of the many rookie receivers out there yeah he's he's gonna be nice man him and uh him and, him and George Kittle should make a solid one-two punch as far as pass catchers out of, for them. Yeah. the On the
1: other side, we were talking about the Chiefs. They're going to have Chris Jones coming back. He's going to be he, – he is a big help for that defense, but he's a lot more of a help in the pass rush. He's not as big as in the run game, which is kind of ironic considering he's like a 300-pound dude. You'd think he'd be, you know, a big – big boost to the rush defense but he's he's not really they on the season on the season they have had where to go 16 interceptions this season to go with 45 sacks for this chiefs defense 45 sacks is actually a pretty good number but that's also inflated because the chiefs are so prolific on offense the other team has to throw the ball is forced into passing situations late in the game. And that's when you get guys like um, is it Ford? Is Ford the guy that ended Ford up on the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ford Jones, who have you. And they get their chance to get in there and get the sacks. Chris Jones, nine. Frank Clark, eight. Frank Clark's who I who I was thinking of. Ford is for the uh 49ers. He played for the Chiefs last season. Um, but yeah. You got, you got guys there making sacks. You got Tyron Matthew was their big addition to that defensive squad. Four interceptions on the season. He sells, man. The secondary hasn't been that bad. The, the matchup is so intriguing here, though, because you're talking about the strength of the 49ers offense is rushing the ball. Going up against the Chiefs defense that made a lot of improvements, but so many of those improvements are in the pass defense side of things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting to the passer uh, their coverage Spagnello was a huge addition to be able to coach up that defense they even added Terrell Suggs down uh, for the, I think the final game of the regular season and ended up picking him up off of Ray waivers from the Cardinals T sizzle right how do you guys see this matchup going when you're talking about 49ers offense Chiefs defense
2: um, uh, 49ers offense and the Chiefs defense. You know, I've, I've got, a, got a lot of questions still about that man, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I'm not sure how good he is, but uh, Kyle Shanahan is a machine out there. I, You know, I, I think they're going to be able to do what they usually do. I think they're going to be able to run the ball here. I think uh, the big key for them is to be able to get a lead early. If they don't have an early lead, in other words, if they get behind, if they get behind, they're in trouble. If, if they can stay even or if they can stay with the lead, I mean, they have a shot, especially early. Um, you talking about the 49ers? The 49ers, yeah, yeah. Um, they should be able to run the ball. I, I don't I don't see why the why I think the Chiefs would be able to stop the run. I mean, this may come down to who has the ball last. Like, I, I, I'm I'm starting to feel like that. This may come down to who has the ball last. I, I think the 49ers offense should be pretty successful. I think both offenses are gonna be pretty successful here.
0: Eddie? I'm gonna say it like this. You guys ready? Yes. Okay. You're gonna say it like San Francisco will dominate on the ground, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but Mahomes will dominate ground and in the air. But I do foresee Mahomes eating the dirt a couple times.
2: So he gets sacked is what you said, huh? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. How many sacks you see? You said a couple two? I'm, I'm gonna go with two to three. So who, who do you think is gonna go sack him? You think it's gonna be Bosa? Armstead? I, I think if Bosa, Bosa. Can, can
0: find it, he's gonna be in that grill non-stop. I mean they're grilling him, huh? Bo, uh, Bosa's he's on a different level, man. That guy,
1: that guy is wicked. So uh, on Tuesday, talked about the flip matchup that you kind of brought up here, the Chiefs' offense against that 49ers' defense. Um, you brought up, or I brought up, the Super Bowl, the Broncos and the Seahawks, talking about a you know great offense against a great defense, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in that matchup, the defense won out, handedly. Right. In that matchup, uh, you pointed out Russell Wilson. And you made a Russell Wilson Garoppolo uh, comparison there, did I? You you did because I was saying that because you said that the Seahawks had that great defense, but they also had Russell Wilson,
2: right? So that you made the comparison to Garoppolo.
1: Well, because that's the that's who's quarterbacking this great defense, right? Right. I
2: think I said Russell better than Garoppolo.
1: That season, Russell Wilson threw for 3,475 yards and only 20 touchdowns, meaning Garoppolo had a better year this year Look, than Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I
2: appreciate the touchdowns and the stats, but Russell Wilson at that point was a better player than Garoppolo is now. And this is still, what, three three games in? Like three seasons in? Well, two seasons, really. Two, two seasons. seasons. Two seasons. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still taking Russell back then. I understand he didn't throw for that many touchdowns, but they also had beast mode. Yes, which was <laughs> which had, was the other comparison because had, yeah. Boy,
1: Garoppolo funny. has a prolific, a much better running, rushing game. attack to w- lean on, way better running game for
2: sure, for sure, and probably. Uh, but running the running game was much better. I wouldn't say the defense. I was going to say defense, but
1: D- defense th- is kind of comparable between the two. Yeah. I'd say, but. Back to the offense of the 49ers. I don't see any way the Chiefs can stop that rushing attack. Nobody's really been able to. And then you're talking about a Chiefs team that's not even been good against other teams, really, when you're talking about stopping the run. So I don't see... I see this 49ers being able to put up a lot of points. Kyle Shanahan's also very... Very... Creative offensively, and then you're talking about him going up against Andy Reid, who has a losing record in the playoffs. So, Does
2: he really? Yeah, that's that's probably because he's had so many good regular. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense.
1: And I don't know this. I won't, don't necessarily think this is right to hold him to, but he also has a losing record when it comes to the Super Bowl. He's zero one. I mean, whatever. But
2: isn't that this? What's Kyle Shanahan's record in the Super Bowl?
1: As an offensive coordinator, zero and one.
2: That's what I thought. All right.
1: Nothing as a nothing as a head coach though, and so he, the performances of his teams in big games get held against Andy Reid, right? I don't necessarily agree that that's all on Andy Reid, but it gets held against him.
2: No, I mean he, he gets blamed for clock management. Time management. That's his. That's his issue. Time management, and we can go back to two thousand and four Super Bowl. I think it was Patriots Eagles, where mm-hmm. they just let the clock run out. I mean, that's kind of where the, all that stems from. And it's been an, a really they time scored well.
1: and was only down by three with still over a, with like a minute and a half left to go in that game. So there still was time. There could have been a little more urgency, but it's not like they ran the ball down to like twenty seconds left to go to make it a three uh, field goal game. And that's what I was going to bring up was was with that Super Bowl with Andy Reid. But actually, what I want to what I want
0: to get you guys' opinion on is Andy Reid versus Kyle Shanahan. Who is better at game management, and why? Because they both have their pros, they both have their cons. Well
1: I'd probably give the advantage to to Andy Reid because he has more experience, um, and I feel like one hundred
2: percent going Andy Reid. I mean, I've seen the guy. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, Kyle Shanahan blow a game himself, so yeah, yeah. I mean, they
1: both have blown games. Andy Reid, I feel like at this point, has learned from things. I mean, Kyle Shanahan very well could have as well, but we haven't really – he hasn't been put in a position yet to really have to learn from it. But his dedication to the running attack in the postseason so far kind of makes it seem like he. there's no way he's going to be throwing the ball if he's up 23 points again or whatever it was. Now, now say you're Kyle Shanahan, right? We wee little lad,
0: right, watching your dad go back-to-back
2: Super Bowls with the Broncos. He wasn't even a, a wee little lad. He was a high school, like junior or senior, was he? Yeah, he, in, the, in those years, yeah, yeah. Wow, he's that old. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. he. Wow, he was ready for this. So he
0: he's he's an older wee little lad, right? Do you see Kyle Shanahan being able to be humble and be able to adapt to being on this big stage? Or do you see him hitting up his daddy like, yo, how, how am I going to do this?
1: What, what do I need to prepare for? What You know what I mean? That experience. Well, I think it would be dumb not to hit up your dad. Like that's not, that's not being a humble thing. That's just being smart. The guy's been there before. He's won back-to-back Super Bowls. You're just not using every tool available to you if you don't hit him up, and that's just stupid.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I see no way that he doesn't talk to his dad before this game. Somehow, for some time. I, I guess he's probably getting advice. He's probably getting advice somehow, man. Um, and I believe, actually, isn't Mike Chehan like an
1: advisor on the 49ers? He's not like necessarily part of the coaching staff. I think he's still involved in the organization.
2: See, that one I'm not too Who sure. Who knows, but that wouldn't – I mean, that it's, it's his dad. It yeah. wouldn't, it, you know what I mean? It wouldn't really surprise me. <laughs> he's. I mean, when it's your dad, he's kind of an advisor either way because, you know, yeah, you're there. Because the only reason I, I, I bring that up,
0: is because when when you go from a regular game in San Francisco to the Super Bowl, that, that's a huge amount of pressure on you. And I'm saying this as an experience, because as an MMA coach, when you go from the local MMA scene here in Colorado and you take one of your fighters to an undercard on Bellator,
1: that is a huge jump in yes. difference, a huge amount of pressure. But although it's not the same, he has been to the Super Bowl already as an offensive coordinator. But not as a head coach. It, that's why I'm saying it's not necessarily the same, but he's not, a, he's not a newbie to being in the Super Bowl, and it's relatively recently that he was in the Super Bowl. So I don't see that being a huge thing for him. Okay. Because the reason
0: why I asked him about, about calling, calling daddy was when I took one of my fighters to battle to fight on the intercard, I actually had to reach out to another gym and their coaching staff because they're they're used to taking their fighters to Bellator to the UFC, you know, and Elliot Marshall was like, "Dude, just do the same thing you do here here in Colorado. Keep the same game plan, same thought process, warm up the same way, everything like that." So that's why I was wondering like, do you guys see him calling out to his dad like, "Hey, since I'm a head coach now, am I doing the same thing that I do every Sunday or do I got to prepare differently with my guys what?" You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's. I think you just talk to your dad. I don't think it's that much different. I don't. I don't think it's a huge deal with him. Uh, with those two, at least, um, it's probably just a regular. I think football is just kind of a regular conversation with those guys. You know what I mean? Like if you just talk to your your boy, it's like MMA just kind of pop up at some point. Um, but you know, you do hear a lot about this Super Bowl week being just so completely different than every other week, right? Because of all media, the media, you got media, you got media, and then you get to the game day, and, you, and everything is like another 45 minutes longer, right? You go to, you go to stretch, then you go back in. And usually you don't go back in. Like you just kind of hear not really complaints, but you just hear them stress how, you know, it's just different. It's just different. Half time is 20 minutes longer and all that stuff. You got to get warmed up, then stay warm and, you know, you don't want to peak too early. Like, oh, okay.
1: All right, let's take a let's take a short break here, come back, and we're going to dive into this prop bet sheet that will also make our official Super Bowl picks for who's going to win this game coming Sunday here on Student Radio, home of your EMP Sports Show. Welcome back to the last segment of this Thursday episode of EMP Sports Show. We are covering the Super Bowl, and for this last segment, we're actually going to be going through prop bets for the Super Bowl, Finishing up with a projection of what we feel the final score will end up being,
2: gentlemen. You ready for this? Big hoops. I'm always ready, man. Was <laughs> the last time I wasn't ready? Think about it. Exactly. When the All show right. started, I was ready, just wasn't here. Let's
1: <laughs> go. All right, so let's start off. The length of Demi Lovato's anthem over heck? under two minutes.
2: The under.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go under.
1: I'm going under with that. The total touchdowns in the game is set at six and a half here. Total touchdowns. This includes both teams. Over. Under game stats. I jumped down a little bit because head coin flip. I don't know. You gotta you gotta go through them all. You want to go? Okay.
0: Half time length is set for 32 minutes. I'm over gonna, under.
2: I'm going over on that. Are we going through all these. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna over. I guess we got half an hour here, huh? <laughs> you
1: got you got both J Lo and Shakira. Now I don't think it's on this sheet, but I was looking at a game uh, length. We gone, <laughs> but actually we'll get to yeah, half time yeah, later. Thirty four
2: minutes of game length, over or under? I'm going under. I'm going
1: under. A lot of running by the 49ers. Yeah, man. I'll go
2: under because Niners gonna run the clock for sure. Heads or tails? I'm gonna go heads this week, this uh, this year. Tails. I gotta stay with, Who's that with those jams. Tails never
1: fails. All right. The winner of the coin toss, though. Who actually gets to call the coin toss this year? Who's calling it? I have no idea. I want to say it's the Chiefs, so I'm not positive. So I'm gonna go Sam Fran. I'm gonna go Chiefs. Next up. Game points first quarter is set at ten and a half. Are we going to get off to a fast start here? It's actually, oh, I guess third quarter is set at ten and a half or two. But I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over. I think there's, I think there's at least you know at least fourteen points put up in that first quarter. Second quarter is set at sixteen. Oh, Phil, are you going over or under? Eh,
2: yeah, over.
1: Second quarter is set at 16 and a half.
2: Oh no. I'm I'm going yeah, I'm going over first quarter. Second quarter, I'm going uh over.
0: Second quarter is over and third quarter I'm going over.
1: I'm going under third quarter or under second quarter. Third quarter, I'm gonna go over instead of ten and a half. And then in that fourth quarter, it's set at fourteen and a half.
2: I'm going under.
1: I'm going over in that fourth quarter. There we go.
2: Let's get to the juicy stuff. Game total. 54 and a half points. Over, under. Over. over. For sure.
1: I'm going over. I think there will be a lot of points scored in the fourth quarter because Kansas City is going to be scrambling to try to get back in the game. Touchdowns? Six and a half. Over, under. Over. Yeah, buddy. I'm going to go over.
2: Field goals, three and a half. Over. I'm going Under. Under. I, don't, I, I, think, I think these teams are going half.
1: to push it though. Like if you're talking about field goals, I don't know that they're going to settle for field goals. I think they'll be pushing it. Nah, no, nah, they're going to play it safe until they got to push it.
2: I'm going. Uh,
0: I'm going under on interceptions. I'm going under as well.
2: I think I'm going to go over. Oof, no, because he's not going to trust Corona. Go he's going to have to throw that football though. Yeah, we're going to go under. Well, he—they're going, go going to
1: have the lead from get go. They're never going to trail in this game. Fumbles. Oh, no. I'm going under. You're going under on fumbles? I'm gonna go over. I mean, you're talking about a very run heavy team. Fumbles
2: lost. That's oh, different. fumbles oh, lost.
1: Oh, never mind. I'm going under. I'm going under.
2: Sacks four and a half. What you got for me? I'm going under. I've got some pretty quick uh pretty quick quarterbacks out there. I'm definitely going I'm go over.
1: Under. I'm going over. I think I think Mahomes gets sacked three times himself. At I'm least. going over on the sacks. I'm going over on the sacks. Punts? Oh, under. Under. It's at 6.5 for y'all.
2: Penalties accepted. 10.5.
0: Ooh. Ooh. That's a tough that, one. That is a tough one. I'm going over.
1: Because t- these are not I'm going undisciplined under. teams. But. You know? They're pretty disciplined. I'm. Yeah, I'm going under. I'm going to go over. Hey there. I'm going p- under. Purely for the fact that you're playing in the Super Bowl. There's some extra nerves. There's going to be some you know, offsides, some false starts in particularly early in the game. Next up, we're going into player stats for the 49ers. Raheem Mostert over under 80 and a half yards rushing. Now, this is also assuming he's the primary back.
2: I've got him for over.
1: Because, you know, first week in the playoffs, it it was Coleman was that primary back. He was the leading rusher for him in that first game. Of the postseason He did separate his shoulder But presumably he's back for this game I'm going to go under 80 and a half Eddie 80 and uh I'm half. going under Now this this one's a real interesting one In my book Over Jimmy Garoppolo Over under 19 and a half Completions Not attempts Completions
0: Definitely going over, man. I'm going under. You don't think he's going to get more than 10 and a half
2: completions? That's 19, and, 19
0: a half. and a half, bro. That's why I said 19.
2: And uh the answer for that last couple of weeks have been no. Not even close.
1: Yeah. And I don't know that he's I'm gonna, gonna
2: have to say over, though. Oh,
1: complete? I think this
2: is a game where he'll be he'll be throwing the ball. I'm gonna say yes. Over.
1: Debo. Debo Sweet, I mean Samuel, um, over under 54 and a half yards receiving. This is not total yards. This is not combined. Over. This is just receiving. Over. over. I am going to actually go under. I think Kittle and Sanders are going to be the guys who have this game. I. They're going to game plan for Samuel. There's going to be somebody on him. Five and a half receptions for the Kittle main.
0: I'm going to oh, go over. I'm going over. Same with Sanders going over.
1: I don't know that Kittle's necessarily going to have a huge game yardage wise, but they're going to feed him that ball. And I'm going over for Emmanuel Sanders. That experience being there, I think they're going to lean on that.
2: I'm going under here for Sanders.
1: Under two and a half, really?
2: You think it's going to be a quiet game? Ebo, you know, right? Mostert, Garoppolo. I think everybody but Sanders is going to get that thing.
1: He's the only one with the Super Bowl experience, though.
2: Very, very
1: true. Probably
2: the least talented player left. All right.
1: Next up, Matt Breda, over under three and a half rushing attempts. This one's easy for me. I'm going over. Will he even see the field? I'm going to say yes. And over three and a half rushing attempts? Yeah, over. Now, flipping over to the other side, the Chiefs, Damian Williams, rushing yards, over under, under 50 and a half. I mean, that boy ain't going run. I'm boy. going under. Under. Man, I, I was going to go under, but you guys make me almost want to go over just so. Going to go over then.
2: Ooh. Going over there. Ooh. No, I'm going under. Pat Mahomes. Over or under? 304.5 yards.
1: Uh, that's an easy one for over. me over. Like I said, they're gonna have to, going to have I'm going under. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. They're going to be down so much. Man. Tyreek Hill going over on all these. <laughs> Tyreek Hill over, under, 73-and-a-half yards receiving. Going, over.
2: going under for Hardman.
1: So Tyree kill 73-and-a-half. That's got to be over. That's got to be If it's under 73-and-a-half, Chiefs might only score like 10 points in the game if it's under 73-and-a-half.
2: Who's going to score that first touchdown? Sammy
1: Watkins, three-and-a-half receptions. You, you you skipped all the way Over.
2: I, I went over on all the Chiefs except for McCall Hardman somebody somebody can't get the ball.
1: Sammy Watkins. I'm going to actually go under on Sammy Watkins. Over. I'll, you're going over? Going over. Travis Kelsey receiving yards. I'm going over. Under. And, okay, his receiving yards are set at 74 and a half. You don't think he's even going to get to 75 yards? This nah. is Kelsey, one of the top two, really. Going under. All right. And McCole Hardman, 26 and a half yards received. Under. Going over, I don't know that he's going to have a huge game, but they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. I think he's going to break that 75. Who scores the first touchdown in this game? Kansas City. I'm going San Fran in that one. I think Kansas City gets the ball first. Four-Niners defense goes out there, shuts them down early. That's what I put down, too. San Francisco
2: scoring the first touchdown. First field goal, Kansas City. Ooh, ooh. I think I'm going to
1: have to go with Kansas City on that one as well.
2: First turnover, Kansas City.
0: First touchdown, Kansas City. First field goal, San Francisco. First turnover, San. First person to need a break out there, call a
2: timeout. Kansas City. San Francisco.
1: So Kansas City is going to get that, or is going to have the first turnover. That defense for the 49ers is going to force something there. First penalty. It'll it'll be San Francisco. First timeout. It's going to have to be Kansas City. They're Kansas going to be City. They're going to be scrambling after they get punched in the face by the 49ers. Super
2: Bowl champion? Kansas City.
1: First penalty is going to be San Francisco. Kansas City. You think first? Yep. You think Kansas City with Andy Reid is going to be more undisciplined than San Francisco? Yes. Kansas City. Interesting. Super Bowl champion, another easy one. It's San Francisco. San Francisco. All right. We're going to take
0: a small break. Come back with the rest of these prop bets. EMP Sports Show. Come right back at you.
1: Yes, and I was, during the break, looked over the other side of these prop bets. There's some very interesting ones over here. Uh, start off, special teams or defensive touchdown? This is for both teams. All these ones here in this section are for both teams, really. I am going to say yes. I think San Fran's going to score a defensive touchdown in this game.
2: No. They shall not score a defensive touchdown in this here game.
1: Say again. (laughs) Special teams or defensive touchdown scored in this game? No. Robbie Gold scores more points than Harrison. I'm going to say yes because of a lot of uh, extra points. Successful two-point conversion, though. No. Uh,
2: Successful two-point conversion, I'm going to go with Yes. I'm going to go no. I put no as well. Either team scores in the first six and
0: a
1: half minutes of the game. I put yes. I'm going to go yes. Now here, safety. No. It's an uncommon thing to happen. I'm going to have to go with no, just playing the odds there.
0: Call reverse due to coach's red
1: flag challenge? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I am going to go with no. No.
2: That's tough and I'm gonna go with no too though.
1: I th- I feel like the refs have really tried to not have an impact on the games, and like they've really gone out of their way to not overturn calls this year. I
2: oh, don't know. It's just a big guess. I don't even. <laughs> it's just something I'm feeling right now in this moment. Missed field goal. I'm gonna go with no. This is in Miami.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be in Miami. We have two very oh, pretty, good Yeah, two good kickers. So I'm gonna go with. Tyron Matthew intercepts a pass. Does no. he
2: pick off Garoppolo? Oh, he's just the man to do it. I'm going to go with the – who else they got on that? Yes, Yeah. He's going to get him one. Tyron be out there. The honey badger. I'm going to have to he go gonna with – He's going to badge on some honey.
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to go with no because I don't know that he's going to have that many opportunities to get an interception. Ball hits goal post on any kicking play, not just extra point or field goal, any kicking play. I'm going to have to go with yes on that one. I put no. San Francisco scores in all four quarters. That is a 100% yes.
2: Will the game be tied at all after the first score? No. I put down a big fat yes.
1: I'm going to go no. Will Kansas City have the lead at halftime? That's an easy one.
2: No. I'm going to say no. They've been starting kind of slow. I put yes. Yes. Nick bosa
1: total solo assist plus assisted tackles over three and a half
2: yes yes
1: one hundred percent yes fourth down conversion for touchdown
2: no. that's a lot to ask and put down a no on that one
1: I'm gonna have to go with no as well on kick, attempted not not successful just attempted
2: yes I'm gonna say yes I'm gonna say at some point yeah.
1: I'm going to say no. Just really hard to do in today's NFL. San Francisco scores first after halftime. Yes. Gonna, I'm going to go with no. I've been going very pro San Francisco in this, but I'm going to have to go with no, go with that no as well. I think Kansas City comes out, they're going to have to they have to score to make themselves feel like they're still in the game. Either
2: team score three straight times. No. Is that three straight times, meaning like the other team doesn't score? Or I believe it, just so. straight. that's
1: my understanding.
2: I'm going to say no, though.
1: I'm going to go with no. I think there'll be a few two times, but not three. Points scored under one minute left in the game.
3: Yes.
2: Oh, yes. What did I put for them? From, I'm going to go no. I thought they were giving us an, an over under for how many points? Um, <laughs> will game go to OT? I'm going to put down no.
1: I'm going no, I want no as well. And then Kansas City covers the point spread
2: of minus one and a half. Absolutely not. I say yes, no. So the point spread right now is one and a half, huh? Last time I checked, it was one. But I'm going to say yes still. All
1: right. Next section is called odd or even. Jersey number of player with first touchdown, even. Odd. Ah. I'm going to have to go odd. Mozart is odd. Sanders is odd. Kittle is odd.
2: Combined unused timeouts at halftime. I'm going to go with
1: three. Odd. Yeah, I'm going to go with odd. I think that will just be odd's one. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Odd. And, and then combined total score. Odd. I'm going odd as well. Yeah, Definitely going kind going of a crapshoot there. but yeah, I'm going odd. It's three odds for me. Me too. Now, halftime show.
2: Halftime show. Now, this is the best part of the game <laughs> after the game in between the game right here, the halftime show. Jennifer Lopez, Shakira. This weekend, Miami, it's going down.
1: Shakira, Shakira. First song by J-Lo, Let's Get Loud. Yes or no?
2: Um, I haven't been to a J-Lo concert. This is how she usually starts her thing. She um, usually starts with Let's Get Loud. I'm going to say no. Uh, I said no. Uh, 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 I'm going to go with yes.
1: First song by Shakira, Whenever, Wherever.
2: No. That don't make no sense. Why would she start with Whenever, Whenever when she could go with uh, Hips, hips, don't, hips lie. don't Lie?
1: Yeah, I feel like that's what she's going to start off with. So i went with no. Will Ricky Martin make an appearance on stage?
2: No. Oh, he fits right in there. It's Ricky Martin. It's J-Lo. It's Shakira.
1: I said yes. Um,
2: why would they ask us about Ricky Martin? I'm going to put down yes.
1: And um last song performed performed by J Lo Live It Up.
2: Better not be Live It Up. That ain't does Live It Up make the girls No, nah, I don't. Does Live It Up make people come on, live it up.
1: I'm gonna say yes. I am went with yes.
2: I'm gonna put down yes too.
1: <laughs> now, this one's not on this sheet. I saw it on another one, just found it interesting. It just asked Um it whether if uh J Lo and Shakira were going to kiss during the halftime show.
2: Come on, man. You know that's inappropriate. No. Well, not really. Now, is it inappropriate? No. It's not inappropriate. Not today. Not in 2020.
0: It's no worse than Britney Spears and Madonna kissing. Yeah.
2: It? Right, 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 that's, and That's no worse than, you know, uh, something else. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, commercials. Yes.
1: Will Hyundai be the first automobile commercial? No. I went with no.
2: I went with no as well.
1: I think it's going to be Kia. I think it's going to be Ford. Mm.
2: It's probably going to be Kia. It's probably M- going
1: to be Kia. It's probably going to be Chevy. <laughs> MC Hammer Cheetos ad... Before first quarter ends,
2: no, no.
1: I went with yes, and I don't know why.
2: <laughs> will a real dog appear in more than three commercials? Yes, yes, heck yes, that's a guarantee <laughs> right there, boy. That's millions. of I dollars. mean,
1: there's like at least one guaranteed for like the the puppy bowl. will there be like a?
2: It's one per quarter. It's going. It's going to be a puppy on screen.
1: <laughs> Anheuser Bush brand ad before Coca Cola brand. Mm.
2: Yes. Will you get a Busch Light? Or Coca-Cola.
1: Oh, but they also have like the Bud Light Seltzers. Ooh, I forgot about that. I put down no, but I'm going to go with yes,
2: because they're going to sneak them in somehow. Yep.
1: Closely in here, fellas. Color Color of Gatorade. Gatorade Dumped on 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 winning head coach.
2: Give us our options here.
1: We got clear, lime slash green slash yellow, orange, red, blue, or purple. I don't know why they put like green and yellow all I think it's got to be red. I put either
2: lime, green, or yellow. I think this year it's going to be red because both put teams red. are red. Yeah, I put red. I think I think someone's messing with the Gatorade this year. It's going to be red. Messing with the key. All right. And the last two
1: are the biggest ones of this.
2: Write in your MVP. Bosa. Oh,
1: I thought I was going to be – I thought I was going unique here because I put down Nick Bosa. Uh, no, Bosa's going to get it, man. With his, like, seven sacks in the game.
2: Patrick. Nah. They don't give MVPs to the losing team. That's true. Damn. Yeah, y'all sleep. The Chiefs about to come across. Sadly, as this is, they're going to they gonna get their first W in the Super Bowl. All
1: right. Last yeah, one long is, long is the final score it's a write in. Eddie,
0: Chiefs, 31. San
1: Francisco, 38. All right, Phil.
2: 41 38, Chiefs.
1: 45 for the 49ers, 28 for the Chiefs. Chiefs don't really even belong on the same field as the 49ers in this game. You heard it here first. There you go. I got my name written down. Got I'm going to give it to Big Mike. Keep track of these. What's great about these ones, too, is there's a little QR, QR code down there, and I can just scan, and it'll tell me the answers to all these instead of me having to look them up.
0: Burn us. Burn us. For sure, though. For sure. We will those.
1: have your winners come Monday, or Tuesday,
2: actually, because
1: that's when Phil will be here because – he he sleeps all Monday. All right, he man. So what, what y'all
2: looking forward to this weekend, man? Anything going on besides Super Bowl as we close? Super Bowl is the big
1: thing. I mean, hockey. got a little
2: hockey going on.
1: Super excited for the Avs to get back, but come on, it's the Super Bowl. That's got the, got
2: the Nuggets games coming up tomorrow, tonight, tonight and tomorrow. Even though it's super not Bowl a Broncos,
1: it's all about it's all about the Super Bowl this What's weekend. What's going on
2: with you on Saturday?
1: Saturday we got that CSU game. CSU though. Actually, throw this in real quick. CSU beat Nevada last night on the last-second shot. Great game for the Rams up there in Fort Collins. Yes,
2: buddy. Uh, you know what the record is?
1: Um, I think they only have seven losses on the season. Off I rip. think it's like fifteen and seven.
2: Right. Um, the they, ladies didn't do so well last night, and they've they've had a rough season. Not so great. they are I think maybe two games under five hundred. So they're battling. They got a chance.
1: CSU's. Good. They're not I don't think they're tournament good, but they were led. The game winning shot was by a true freshman. They're probably their best player is a junior. So could be a team to maybe make some noise next season, but I think the most they can hope for this season is an NIT invite or winning their conference uh, tournament to try to get in.
2: I was um looking at the name right now. That was Isaiah Stevens yep. with the game winner last night. Six-foot freshman out of Allen, Texas. All right, we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. You guys want to wrap it up, get up out of here?
0: Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. All right. All right,
1: All right guys. Then. That's it for the EMP show. We will see you back. We'll be signing autographs right outside in two minutes. Right out here. I'll on. sign you
2: autographs, sign you shirts for you. Anything you need signed, ladies, I'll sign for you. <laughs> Yay.
1: Guys, have a great
0: weekend.